Hello, and welcome to your Pointers for Parents podcast, where we support parents with anxiety related to teens transitioning out of the home after high school, whether heading off to the college campus, military base, or residential interdependent. Listen, y'all already know, I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Lloyd. And today's episode, we will talk with an unconditional, pragmatic, yet adoring, proud mother of two adults and loving children. Uh, You have Sterling, he's her oldest at 26 years of age, and you have Skylar, she's 23. And we will be talking with Brandy Scott. I'm so excited she's here. So listen, let me tell you just a little bit about her. Brandy has more than 30 years tenure in a successful career as a pioneer and corporate leader in recruiting, uh, training and performance developing uh, development, contributing to the growth of numerous Fortune 500 companies and private organizations. And, and just so y'all know, listen, I have known Brandy for years and she is a phenomenal leader. As a divorcee and single parent for the past 15 years, Brandy devoted endless time and energy into teaching, supporting, and allowing her teens to grow into responsible, independent, and accountable human beings, all while managing a household, uh, spiritual, and community commitments, along with a demanding career. So all of that, yes, she did it. I watched a majority of it. With an athletic background of her own, followed by raising two college athletes, she's most proud of their strong work ethic, adaptability and diligence in their current fields. Her children continue to move upward and onward with their lives and Brandy enjoys witnessing the natural leadership, caring, nature and financial independence that affords them the ability to build their futures while still indulging in the importance of family. Listen, you all are in for a treat. I am pleased to welcome Brandy Scott. Brandy, how are you? Hey there, Michelle. I'm doing great. I'm so glad. Thank you. I'm so honored from you asking me to join today. I'm excited to talk about some things. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're excited that you're here. And listen, a number of our followers, they always want to know just a little bit about our guests before we jump in. And so and so, let me just ask you, tell us about maybe your morning routine. Do you have a morning routine, Brandy? And if so, what is that? You know, I do have a morning routine. It probably should be a lot more structured than it is. I find myself as I get older, I'm getting a little bit more laid back and lazy with it. Mm -hmm. I do work from home, but I feel like even working from home, you still got to have some kind of structure. Otherwise, you're going to be missing things. Um, So I typically, um, I'm a natural, all these years of of getting up early, I naturally get up probably at about five or six in the morning. Mm. (laughs) That doesn't mean I get out of bed. It just means that I get up. Um, um, but I physically get out the bed. I do have a young dog. I have a, a two-year-old Cocker Spaniel who thinks he's human. So he's kind of high maintenance. So I usually get up and make sure he's taken good care of. And then I immediately log into my laptop and, and try to get my day started typically with a lot of conference meetings and, and calls. As a corporate recruiter, there's um, a lot of things that kind of come into that. Um, along with, you know, not just contacting, you know, potential candidates or applicants that might be interested in the jobs that you're um, trying to fill, but also with maintaining, you know, some of the metrics and statistics and, and reports about that. 
outside of that, I just kind of take my time. I might slip in a little bowl of cereal. Yes, I'm almost 55 and I still eat Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> so, you know, that's about my morning routine is just kind of slowly getting into the mix um, and making sure that I'm still taking the time and taking the breaks to, you know, take care of myself as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that sounds great. Listen, and some of us, we like, we may never give up our, our favorite <laughs> cereals. Doesn't matter what, what age we are. So good for Don't you. Don't tell nobody I told you that. Don't okay. I will tell absolutely no one. Oh, that's so funny. That is so funny. So in talking about these teens, I tell you, what would you say were challenges, Brandy, that you faced emotionally as you prepare for your oldest to teach? It's all that first one, I'm telling you, as you prepare for that oldest to leave home. Tell us. The first child, I feel like, is always the most difficult because you're going into uncharted territory in terms of your emotions and your feelings and your securities. I would say the biggest challenge was um, especially with my son because the other thing is if you do have multiple children if you're anything like if they're anything like mine are they're very different <laughs> so my son is definitely the more laid back um just feels like everything's gonna fall into place on its own he's got a really great work ethic but he's not necessarily as diligent um or as self you know um what do you call it self-managed or self-disciplined as, as my younger, as my youngest child is. So with him going into college, I think the biggest fear I had uh, or the biggest challenge I had was fear of a number of things. You know, was he going to get along with his roommate? Was he going to be able to take care of himself financially, you know, given an allowance and given some expenses he's going to have to consider? Is he going to be able to live by himself without somebody over his head and reminding him to do this and to do that? Um, is he going to be self-disciplined enough to stick to his schedule and get his work done without somebody reminding him? So those were some of the, the challenges that I faced in, in him going into school. So you have to really kind of stand up to those things and really realize, um, you know, that's when you take a step back and say, OK, let me get some more training in in this last year that I have with him. <laughs> stick some reminders in there or give some more individual responsibility. But. That was some of the challenges that I faced with my first one. My oldest one was just that fear of the unknown. Mm, oh, I can totally, totally understand that. And so when we talk about, because when they leave home, of course, then, you know, and, and as parents, the best we could, we tried our best to keep them safe and we tried our best right. to just teach them and show them and model and coach them as long as we could. But then we know that once that transition occurs, like transition day happens and then we leave them there, then we know that it's their responsibility to make those social choices. So how did you manage just your anxiety regarding whether or not your oldest, Sterling, would make those good social choices? Hmm. You know, that's a really, uh, that's a really hard topic. I think um, for me, a lot of it was I raised my children the way my parents raised me. I am hmm. an only child. And so I was um, typically in situations where I was around a lot of older adults hmm. um, or older people. Um, my parents felt very comfortable leaving a lot of decisions or delegating ind independence to me. 
giving me additional responsibilities to kind of handle on my own so that I would know and better understand as I grew up and got older how to handle certain things or at least take a step back and look at them and think about them. Um, and I tried to do that with my children as well. So especially with my oldest one, I think when it comes to whether or not how they're going to handle things or the fear of how they're going to handle things socially, because when you're talking socially, it's it goes into a lot of things. It goes into a lot of uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. I mean, socially, you're talking about relationships, friendships. You're talking about sex. You're talking about drinking and drugs and, and all these scary things that are really out there. And I hope I'm not offending anybody. Michelle knows mm-hmm. I'm just going to be very frank. Sure. Um, and so those are a lot of the anxieties that you deal with before you have your very first one going to college. And you're just wondering, oh, my gosh, how can I teach him all that? Well, at the end of the day, in my experience, you can't. You can't teach them all of that. But what you can do and what I tried to do was manage their expectations. I've always been very realistic with my children in terms of, you know, letting them know what's going on in the world today. I didn't do a lot of baby talk. I didn't do a lot of protective things in the sense of, well, you're going to be okay and all those kinds of things. Because sometimes, most of the time, that's not just how life is. So I started around my son's junior year, I started just kind of delegating more responsibility to him early. And when I say responsibility, I mean, just in terms of livelihood, taking care of the house, making sure he, you know, had chores or responsibilities, even if it was just a matter of, hey, can you drive to the store and get me this, this and this? I'm making this for dinner tonight. Or, hey, can you pick up something for dinner tonight? Or, hey, can you wash this load of clothes? You know, just to remind him about how to wash clothes (laughs) and how to fold his clothes. Reminded him a little bit about cooking, you know, hey, why don't you cook dinner tonight? You love spaghetti. Why don't you cook spaghetti? You know, so just kind of some of those things. And as you may be able to tell, I try to do it indiscreetly because the other thing I found with teenagers is that they don't necessarily want you to be told what to do. (laughs) So that's a way of kind of instructing them on what to do without literally saying, okay, you're going to cook dinner. You know what I mean? So that was one of the ways that I kind of delegated some of those things. And then the other side of it, as I alluded to in the very beginning of answering this question was, you know, really having some of those conversations about what's going on in the world, how they feel about it. I've always believed in being very proactive in terms of letting the kids see themselves. Hey, this is the kind of stuff that happens on the news. Hey, do you have any curiosities about this? So a lot of that would help put me at ease. I felt like it prepared me, you know, for him to deal with college and and going to school and me leaving him there. I think a lot of those things helped me to kind of manage that anxiety because I know what I taught him and I believed in that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm sure it helped him, you know, outside of this bubble that we may live in, this is what's truly happening. So when we're teaching them, telling them about, you know, what's on the news and all of that. So good, 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 such good, good information you're sharing. So, Now, I know that like a top concern for many parents has to do with that safety, you know, and when we look at it, there are a number of different angles when we talk about safety. I mean, you know, because we we know what's out there. We know what's out there, Um, whether we're talking about mental safety, physical safety, like lots of different aspects. So tell me, so what? What do you say to parents who who have this, you know, they're, they're just, that's a concern, like a true concern, a nervousness regarding safety on the campus. How did you handle that, Brandy? Well, I got to admit, um, even having adult children now, young adult children right now. You're listening to Your Pointers for Parents podcast. 
where we support parents with anxiety as it relates to teens transitioning out of the home after high school to get additional tips tossed and or gems dropped subscribe to our weekly emails by clicking on the link below now back to your pointers for parents podcast I still get nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still get worried. So nothing that I, you know, that I'm sharing with you today on any of these questions is an absolute going to make you feel a hundred percent better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, there's always, I feel like just as a parent, whether your children are younger or older, I think as a parent, you're just going to always be a little bit on edge anytime they leave the door or, you know, <laughs> or mm-hmm. go out and hang out with their friends or travel or any of those kinds of things just because of the world we live in. But one of the things that I encourage people to do when it comes to their children going to college. Something that I did was I, number one, made myself very much familiar with the campus. I took the tours. I took them on the trips to visit the tours. When they finally chose a a college, I made sure that we both walked through, you know, to kind of see where everything was located so that they're always aware of where they're where they're located and Mm -hmm. their whereabouts and the things about them. I would always do a little bit of research on my own as well to kind of find out especially if your children are going to a college outside of your local area. I would always do a little bit of investigation, so to speak, or questions around the locals in terms of what are the poor neighborhoods or what are the areas or what are the things we should stay away from? You know, so some of that, a lot of that can be done just by Googling nowadays, but I just feel like it's very good. Information is key. I feel like Mm -hmm. information gives you a lot of insight about what's around you. So I encourage parents definitely do their homework, visit the campus so that you're comfortable as well. The campus nowadays is a lot of campuses also provide security measures. You know, they have ways for children to, you know, they have security around, physical security around. They have doors, special locks on the doors. They have time frames and things like that where the library might be closed or things like that. They have good lighting. So I would just make sure that you're comfortable with that. Um, another thing that you can do nowadays, um, I started doing when my youngest was in school because they didn't really have that kind of technology as well developed when my, my oldest was in school was you got a lot of apps now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'll never be one of those kind of moms. I, I always try to avoid being that helicopter mom that says, where are you? Tell me where you're going. And, you know, I try to avoid that because I want them to have the kind of independence. I know I didn't appreciate being asked that. Mm-hmm. at their age. So I try to be mindful about that. But there are some apps out there. Mm-hmm. I think one is called Life Force or Life Start or something like that or Family Life. Um, there are some apps out there that, you know, allow panic buttons and, and locators or tracking that can help give you, you know, a little bit of ease there in terms of any anxiety you may have about safety and security. But the last thing I always did too was I would make sure that my children understood self-defense. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and there are some classes out there, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to, you know, facilitate <laughs> anything happening to everyone. You should certainly want, don't want to do that. But I wanted to be mindful too, and, and not, you know, base any decisions that I made off of ignorance and just hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there was, you know, there, we've had conversations. Um, I've had conversations with my children that involved okay, this is self-defense or always be on the lookout for this. Here's how to fight back. I believe I even took my daughter to a self-defense class just to kind of be ready for any unsuspecting activity. And then the other thing is, along with that, I'm a big documentaries person. So I'm real big about watching documentaries like Snapped and being jail documentaries and criminal activities and, and the background and history of a lot of those things. So 
some people would call that sick, but I just, I like to watch those kind of documentaries. So a lot of that helps you to become educated, you know, the way that some criminals think. And so um, my children know that. And a lot of times they'll sit in on those conversations with me. So they have a pretty good idea about how to defend themselves, what to look for, how to be prepared. Always self-awareness is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And let me just take one more minute to explain what I mean by that. Sure. When I, not to be paranoid, and I don't expect my children and I never taught my children to walk on eggshells around anyone because you want them to enjoy their life. But I'm also very, I always keep awareness in mind, no matter where I'm at. When I'm in a, in a restaurant, yes, I'm one of those OGs that I don't like to have my back to the door. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I like to know what's coming and going when I walk into any space. Whether it's my own house or a school or a room or an office building or a medical facility, I'm all the first thing I'm always looking at is where I orient myself in terms of where I am. Where is the nearest exit? I've always been that way and I've taught my children that as well. And then even when I was teaching them how to drive, I did the same thing. I was I'm very proactive. So when teaching them how to drive, I'm like, you don't want to just look at what's in front of you. Look at what's mile ahead of you. You know, Mm -hmm. if you see a lot of red lights, you know, way up ahead of you, you might want to exit right now. So don't just focus things around the immediate area that you're in. You need to look ahead and always just be proactive so that you can, you know, be defensive. You can have that defense ready in the event you ever need it. So Mm -hmm. with that said, I know that was a long answer to a short question, but there's a lot of different things that you can do with about safety. And uh, the number one thing, though, I think is just educating and knowledge about their surroundings. Sure. And in that lengthy uh, response, it was so many awesome nuggets because we have to like think outside of the box if we're looking to remain safe as opposed to just looking at what is near. Like it's about, yes, that expanded thinking. So thank you so much for for developing that response and sharing that. That's awesome. And so now as the teens, because yours have gone off They've graduated. They now they're neither are no longer in school. So mm-hmm. now I know that there has to be, you know, a change in the relationship, but a number <laughs> of ways that that the relationship can go. So please share yeah. with us, yeah, this different season of life, please, Brandy. I think the the num- This is the biggest thing that I'm most proud of as a parent is the fact that the relationship that I have with my children right now is really a trusted advisor. Mm. It gives me a lot of pride and a lot of, it gives me a little pat on the back in all honesty. I feel like I've done my job well when I have, you know, two young adults that still come to me whenever they have a question and it can be anything related to, hey mom, how do I cook this? Or, hey mom, I'm thinking about moving here. What do, what do I do? Or, Hey mom, I just met somebody new. What do you think? Or what should I do? Or, Hey mom, I'm getting a little tired. I'm depressed or I'm thinking about this. What do you think I should do? So to me, when you have a child that, you know, just like what's that old saying? If you let something go, then set it free and they come back to you. Mm. (laughs) Um, I feel like I've done a good job. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, not to brag or be boisterous, but I feel like that's a very good sign of good teaching when you still have your children who trust you as an advisor, you know, they're still learning things on their own and that's fine as they should. I'm still learning things on my own as well. Um, but that's a really good um, sign for me when they come to me almost daily, you know, as a trusted advisor, letting me know how much they love me and care about me. They take care of things 
for me now without me even having to ask. And that's just a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, that makes a big difference when you give them that independence and you train them up to, to, uh, you know, do the right thing and you allow them to do that. That's the key. You got to trust your children. Mm-hmm. Got to, you give them the tools, but then you got to let them do it. You know, just mm-hmm. like you, you learned how to do it. Just like all of us learned how to do it. We wouldn't have learned how to do it if we didn't get a chance to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. If our parents did everything for us, we wouldn't be where we are today. Mm-hmm. So you got to train them up and you got to trust that training, however you raise them. And you got to let them go and you got to let them do it. I promise they're not going to leave you forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to come back. And so I'm really reaping those benefits right now. And I'm loving, I'm loving this spot right now, the relationship that I have with them. Mm-hmm. And by golly, you should. And that's a huge pat on the back. And I've just watched you over the years pour in and pour in and pour in. And so it's no wonder that yours are just just responding in the way that they are. So thank you for sharing that. And and uh, yeah, you ought to be congratulated. Good, good, good. It just excites me just to know where you all are in your relationship. And so what advice would you give parents who are now preparing their teens to leave? I would definitely, you know, the advice I would give is basically four things mainly that I can think of. Number one, teach them self-awareness. Let them know or explain to them or give them examples or be a role model for self-awareness. And that applies to a lot of different things. They need to be aware of their surroundings. They need to be aware of their bodies. Um, You know, if something hurts or something goes wrong, they need to be aware of that. You know, we see a lot of programs nowadays where girls might not be aware that they're pregnant. I just, you got to know your body. You know, if your body's acting any differently, then you need to be aware of that and go to a doctor or take care of it or address it. Um, self-awareness about their relationships and just awareness in general about their livelihood. Do they know the basics of life? Do they, has anyone taught them or showed them how to cook a meal, clean mm-hmm. a house, pick up after themselves, you know, be responsible as a citizen? Do they know about the effects of politics? Do they know how to go and vote? You know, do they know their... Have they discovered their limits? Do they drink? Do they tell you they drink? Or have do they know their limits when it comes to drinking? Um, do they have any curiosities that they need to have addressed or have a discussion about? And some of these things can be hard conversations. I get it. But I just feel like part of making an individual independent and, and self-serving, aware of their surrounding going to college, you're going to have to have some of those conversations. So I encourage parents to teach about that. The other thing is, like I mentioned before, allow them that experiment, allow them to have that independence, allow them to learn some things on their own while building that trust that off, you know, that lets them know that, hey, you trust them to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you got to let them go. You got to rely on that trust and rely on your faith. If you're a spiritual person. You got to trust in that. You're going to have some hard nights. I, I still have some hard nights where I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're not back yet. Or where, you know, they haven't called me or did they get there on time or You know, you're going to have some of those as a parent in general. You're going to have some nights where you're just going to bite the bullet and you're going to have nothing but your spirit, you know, your faith to rely on if you're a spiritual person. But you're just going to have to trust that they can do it and they can handle it. Mm -hmm. So those were the main things that I would recommend anybody going with a child getting ready to go off to school or off on their own in any capacity. Wow, Brandy. Wow. Listen, I have just been jotting down all types of nuggets that I've been hearing. And I know that our listeners will as well. This has been absolutely phenomenal. We have just 
talked about, like just uh, allowing that independence early and delegating responsibility early, and then and then you're being that trusted advisor, and you know that that's a good sign when they're coming back to you, and that relationship is still strong even after the fact. And then a number of things you talked about fall up under the umbrella of emotional intelligence, and so that is. I mean, like walking away with just these gems that have been dropped (laughs) and these tips that have been tossed is is absolutely impactful. So listen, thank you so, so very much. I really appreciate you coming onto the podcast. And is there any way, if anyone has any questions, like after they've listened to the podcast, you know, is there any way that the question can reach you? What's the best? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, I will. Um, I'll provide my contact information to Michelle as well. I'm not sure if you mm-hmm. have a capacity to post that, but mm-hmm. I have an email address as well. You can always reach out to me um, there. Um, mm-hmm. It's Brandy B R A N D I dot T X for Texas at gmail dot com. I check my email throughout the day, so you're welcome to contact me that way. That's probably going to be the best way to reach me without you know providing a, a ton of links and all that kind of stuff, but I will provide those additional ways. Um, you can reach me through LinkedIn as well. And mm-hmm. I'm also on Facebook socially and I'm on Twitter as well. So I'll share those, those links with Michelle as well. If anyone ever wants to speak with me, I'm an open book and hopefully this is helpful to someone. <laughs> Awesome. And she is so right. She is. But you all heard all of the helpful information she's given. So listen, remember that you can listen to this podcast on Pointers for Parents podcast on Instagram. And then you'll also want to stay tuned for future and because we do these podcasts weekly. So you'll want to stay tuned. And if, if there's a particular question or a topic uh, that you as our listeners would like to hear about, just let me know and I'll make sure that uh, we're able to invite a guest who's able to cover that as well. Brandy, thank you so much for being here with us. You have been a total delight. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Hopefully we help somebody. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm sure it will. Okay. Until next time, listeners, we will see you next time or we'll hear each other next time. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And until next time, take care. Bye. Pointers for Parents Podcast.